Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Okay, the next talker is Professor Brian Weiler. Now, he's a former soldier, former police officer, and he's an academic, and he researches mainly sleep and performance um, at the Washington State University in the USA. By the way, I challenge any other webinar organizer to bring you the range of accents that I'm bringing you today. I think it's marvelous if I do say so myself. So, Professor Brian Weiler. I'm Brian Weiler. I'm a professor emeritus at Washington State University now. Damn near every person is very vulnerable to the effects of fatigue on their performance. Not getting enough sleep affects how well you can think, uh, control your emotions, uh, remember things accurately. It affects your hand-eye coordination. It affects your driving, how you deal with people, how you deal with the people around you and your family. Um, and it also affects how well you can do a complicated job like policing tends to be. Um, and we know now very clearly that police officers, but we also know now with no questions about it, that shift work and how you organize shift work also has a major impact on your ability to do your job well. Um, it affects your safety. Uh, tired cops don't drive as well. Now, one of the major causes of officer fatalities and injuries in the US is driving. It's not all gunshots and fights and those sorts of things. It affects the safety of the officers. Uh, for every officer killed in a traffic collision in the US, so we know that um, roughly two civilians die in traffic crashes involving police. Um, so it's also a community issue, and that's part of what's important when we think about this. There is this impact on police, but how tired police are and how ready they are to do the job and capable they are to do the job uh, has a great impact on how they treat people, how they respond to people in uh, you know, the sudden, complex, uh, rapidly changing uh, situations involving many, many people that that are terribly difficult to deal with. The basic biology underneath all this is almost every critter from a fruit fly <laughs> to a human, to a whale, to you, you name it, depends on the same genes as we do to set our clocks and uh, manage this thing that we have that we all need so desperately, which is sleep. We need air, we need water, we need food, we need sleep. 
everybody is affected by fatigue. People do vary in how much sleep they need, but almost everyone needs at least six hours of sleep a night in order to get enough rest to do well the next day on their job. They do better if they get more sleep up to the eight hours, eight and a half hours mark. And over the course of a career, working as night shifts are one of the most difficult and uh, dangerous shifts to work from a health standpoint and from a performance decrement standpoint. Um, the difficulty with that is that if you work any overtime whatsoever, you end up being awake for more than 17 hours at a time, often driving home when you've been awake for 17 or more hours. And that means you're impaired. Um, your impairment in most, in a number of important uh, characteristics is as impaired as if you were blowing a, a 0.08 blood alcohol content. Um, so not a good thing in policing. Not a good thing in policing at all. If you're awake for more than 17 hours at a time, your performance is equivalent to that of someone who's blowing 0.08 um, in blood alcohol. So it's actually going to be during Brian's second session in the second part of the webinar that the competition question is going to be based on. So pay attention, especially when you're um, seeing him again. Driving is one of the main causes of officer fatalities. And for every police officer dying in a car crash, two civilians die as well. So that affects the community. You shouldn't be awake more than 17 hours a day. So think about that when you're thinking about your shift here to commute to and from work and life, you know, your social life, your social responsibilities. Ginny, where are you? Any comments? Yeah, I can't really add anything to that, to be honest, Suzanne. I think exactly what the, the professor's saying there is is absolutely spot on. Um, having been a Rose policing officer for, for more than 10 years, I know what it's like to drive and to have to drive at speed when you're fatigued. And it is, uh, it could be scary. And so we've worked out mathematical models now that can minimize the harm done. Um, and we know that we can do a lot better job of scheduling when people start, uh, which officers start on what shifts at what times, and still balance that with the need to have enough people on duty to do the job that the community needs. Um, but the science doesn't necessarily match what people want. Uh, in the US, a large proportion of officers want to work 12 hour shifts, but the 10 hour shifts and the eight hour shifts, and not to leave our colleagues in Italy out, uh, the six hour, you know, the six days, six hours a day shift, um, all give you ways so everyone can get enough sleep if they're conscientious about it. Um, you shouldn't be awake for more than 17 hours a day. Uh, if you're, it's, it's the hard part. You're, by the time you hit your 17th hour awake, that's when you're starting to have, depending on the time of day and how much light there is and all these other things that are relevant. But if you've been up and about for more than 17 hours, you're starting to degrade in terms of your performance ability. You know, more than eight hours on a graveyard shift, ideally you wouldn't have. 
it really is your duty to tell everybody to leave you alone, if at all possible, unless it's an emergency, so you can get enough sleep. So day in and day out, you can do your job safely and stay healthy and manage the job. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps, and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts. Thank you.